Good morning, everybody, and happy Sunday. Welcome to Impact House. I'm Pastor Mark Sepulveda with Impact Church San Diego, and I am glad you are here joining us, live streaming with us this Sunday morning. God bless you. Thank you for being here. I'm going to kind of get straight into the message, so if you just sit tight and you watch your screens uh, for these announcements. Text to give. It's as easy as sending a text. If you feel the need in your heart today to give an offering into this ministry so that we can help grow and expand God's kingdom, here's one way you can do that. Text your dollar amount to 84321. And if it's your first time using this, it'll send you a link to set up your card information. Anytime you decide to text after that, it'll go directly through. If you would like to hear more from Pastor Mark, our podcast is updated weekly with his new preachings on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. Search up Impact Church San Diego and subscribe to our channel to be up to date. And lastly, don't forget to follow us on social media. Our Instagram and Facebook page are constantly being updated with important information, new sermon series, and motivational words to get you through your day. And welcome back to Impact House. Here we are. We're going to get straight into the Word this morning, get into the meat of it. We're going to go straight into the Word of God. Uh, so I'm going to ask you to get your, your Bibles, your iPads, uh, whatever you're not streaming on so we, that we can get into the Word. We're going to go to John chapter 14. We're going to John chapter 14 this morning, and we're going to kind of go... Uh, touch and go on the whole chapter of 14 uh, of what it's trying to tell us and what the word is saying to us. So, John chapter 14, verse 1, and it reads like this. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. At this time, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to ask for his presence to, to move within us and to indwell with us and to enlighten our minds of what the word of God has to say. So right where you're at, let's bow our heads and close our eyes, Heavenly Father. We come before your presence to thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done, everything that you are doing, everything that you are going to do, Lord God. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to allow these words, God, to penetrate our hearts, penetrate our minds, our, our, our lives, that it makes a difference, God. In this world of trouble, God, you told us to let not our hearts be troubled. So we trust in you, God. We believe in you, God. We uplift your holy name, God, and we thank you for everything, Lord Jesus, that you have done, God. In your wonderful name we pray, and everybody out there in Cyberland say amen, amen. All righty. Um, if you are viewing via live stream, which if that's the only way you're viewing, uh, go ahead and give us a wave. Give us a like. Um, give us a hi. Good morning. God bless you. Uh, and, uh, and if you are an Impact Church member, go ahead and share this to your uh, Facebook feeds, and you can uh, invite your friends, your family as well. If you're watching via uh, uh, Facebook, I mean, sorry, YouTube, uh, just give us a like, give us a wave, give us a hi there as well. Praise God. So the theme or the title of this message today is Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. Jesus tells his disciples, he says, let not your hearts be troubled. 
the reason is because he was talking about what was going to happen or that he is not going to be with them much longer or there might be a little uh, something going on. There might be, uh, there's going to be things that are going to happen in their lives that might get them a little discouraged, a little distracted, a little wavering of things that are going to happen and they might get a little lost. They might doubt. They might... Um, they might think things of uh, like, you know, what, all, what good is all this anyways if this is still going to happen in our world, praise God. So Jesus had comforted him. He had prayed for them. He had told them, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe also in me. You believe in God, believe also in me. In some translations it says, if you trust me, if you trust God, trust also in me. Now, trusting and faith um, are very similar words. If you look into the Old Testament, you'll see the trust, the word trust is more um, prevalent in the Old Testament because of the trust in the Lord your God, uh, you know, with all your heart and lean on your understanding. The word trust is more like an Old Testament word. The word faith is more of a New Testament word because we need faith because uh, faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And faith cometh by hearing and, uh, uh, and hearing by the word of God, that we walk by faith and not by sight. So faith is a New Testament term and trust is an Old Testament term. When I think of trusting in something or somebody, I think of those, um, you know, do you trust me to do this? Do you trust me to handle this for you? Do you trust me to do this job for you? Do you trust me with your life? If all those who were in the military had fought in, in, in wars or overseas, and you would have to put your trust in your, in your buddy's life, in your buddy's hands, because you, your, your lives are in each other's hands, so you have to trust one another in order to get to, uh, uh, to do a certain thing or to make a, perform a certain mission, praise God. We also see that uh, I also, <laughs> um, trust falls. I don't know if you've ever seen it before when people, they climb up on a chair and they, you know, we're going to do a trust fall. You have to learn how to trust your neighbor. You have to learn how to trust your friend. You have to learn how to trust your family member, praise God. So they get on this chair and they do this bit right here and they fall backwards. And it's called a trust fall. And the people that you're, you're falling back are supposed to grab you. <laughs> I saw something on the internet uh, not too long ago, it was kind of funny. You know, you, you, God bless the internet. It could be used for good. It could be used for evil. It could be used for laughter or, or whatever have you. But, I'll, you know, it, the thing is, so it, it is there to use, and we could use it for God's purpose. Now, this, in a sense, was not necessarily used for God's purposes, necessarily to make me laugh for the fact that this person was standing on a, standing on a ledge or something, and he was doing a trust fall, and the people were behind him, and they said, ready, ready, go. And what he does, he doesn't fall, but he falls forward, and there was nobody there. <laughs> he falls for there was nobody to catch him and yet he was told to do this as a trust fall but he did the wrong thing sometimes we could trust people with our lives but we might do something in our own lives that takes the trust that you know takes the ability to save you out of their hands and you go ahead and do something totally different the Bible does say to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not under your own understanding. But the thing is though if we do what we want to do and God is not there to kind of help us because we're doing totally different things. And that seems to be the way that we see this world right now. Everything that's going on, every time you turn on the news, every time you, you know, open an app, every time you see news feeds, you, know, you see a lot of things. We are consumed with information overload of everything that's going on out there. And yet we, we tend to go a little crazy in our minds and, and our hearts become, uh, become troubled of everything that's what's going on. And we leave the trust out of God's hands. 
We leave the we take the the trust out of His hands and say, "Hold on, God. You know, I don't I don't want you to take care of this for me. I really need to concentrate on this whole mess that's going on in this world right now. God, I know that you're there. I know that you love me, but let me watch this news clipping. Let me hear this radio program. I want to hear and find out what's going on in this world. We know what's going on in this world right now. It's wreaking havoc right now. Everything that's going on, and you know, you got to believe in this. You got to do this. You got to post this. You got to post that. We hate you for this. We hate you for that. And then we're gonna loot this. We're gonna light this on fire. We're gonna we're we're gonna make this person look bad. We're gonna make that person look bad. Everything that's going on right now is continually entering in our minds and it's making our hearts troubled when Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. The thing is that we put so much faith, we put so much, uh, so much emphasis on what's going on around us that we forget what's going on within us. And God had created us in his image and therefore that image that's inside of us that we need to tend to and we need to trust in that image because that image is of God, praise God. The Bible says, Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. If you believe in the, my heavenly father, if you believe in the creator of all things, if you believe in the one who, 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 who basically spoke existence, the world into existence, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. I would love to own a mansion. I would love to own a house, as a matter of fact. Uh, some versions say, in my father's house are many rooms. I like this version here in the, in the King James Version. In my father's house are many mansions. I've never been in a mansion, praise God. But I say, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place. So basically, this right here, he's saying, if this was not true, if what I'm telling you wasn't true, if what I'm telling you is not so, I would have never told you. The relationship that the disciples had with Jesus, knowing Jesus, who he was, and what he has performed thus far, has, has, has uh, the, the disciples seen in him as a trustworthy person. Jesus was a trustworthy person. He wouldn't say nothing that wasn't true. He wouldn't do anything that wasn't right. So when he says this, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. I wouldn't have said any of this if it wasn't true. So if I'm telling you, it is a true thing. Praise God. What does that mean? Are we going to have a mansion? Are we each going to have a castle that we can live in? Are we each going to have a mansion that, we, that we're going to live in? I have no idea. We need to live trusting in God, believing in him. So when we get there, then we find out, wow, that verse is true. I do get a mansion. All right. Praise God. I go prepare a place for you, he says. I go prepare a place for you. And if I go, and Jesus says in verse three, and if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. If I go prepare this place, which I told you, I'm going to come back and I'm going to receive you unto myself. I'm going to receive you. I'm going to come back just for you. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't worry about anything that's going on outside. Don't worry about anything that's on the news right now, praise God. And every time I flip on the TV, it's like so depressing. Like I said, we, we, we consume more news and so much information this day and age because of uh, technological jargons that we have, um, you know, to, to, to watch and to hear and to see these things. It's like, my goodness, we need to balance this out. As much as you hear a radio program, hear the word of God. As much as you read a news article, read the word of God. Balance, there has to be a balance. The God's word must be superseded over that, praise God. In order for our hearts not to be troubled, we need to trust in God. We need to believe in him. I'm guilty. 
I'm guilty. At work, we, you know, we carry these little earbuds and we listen to either music. You know, I listen to the radio, a talk show, radio programs, and I hear all these things. And something when after I hear these things, man, this is, you know, I get overwhelmed of everything that's going on, but I kind of want to be informed. So what do I do after that radio program? I listen to preaching. I put on, you know, T.D. Jakes, Elevation Worship. I listen to Ravi Zacharias. I, I open, I turn on the Bible Project so I can, I could hear, you know, the Word of God being examined and, 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 and torn apart and, and, and you know, layered out so that I can understand what the word of God is trying to tell me, praise God. And then after that, I go back to another radio program to find out what else is going on here. So many, politi- so much political turmoil out there. This person's going after this person's throat. That person's going after that person's throat. It's just so much as for an average person, praise God, to continue to over, overexpose themselves to everything that's going on. Yes, their heart's going to be troubled. If they trust not in God, if they don't see God for who he is, praise God, and what he is doing in our lives right now, they're going to be overwhelmed, and they're going to start thinking one-track mind of, my God, what is going on here? And if they don't put their trust in God, they're going to be, they're going to be lost. They're going to be sucked into the system of this world. They're going to be sucked into everything that's going on in, uh, politically, uh, socially, praise God, and all around every time you turn on the news. Verse 4, and he says like this, and John, we're reading John chapter 14. Verse 4 says, and where I go, you know. You know where I'm going, and you know the way. You know where I'm going, and you know the way. How do they know? How does he know where they're going? How do they know that he knows the way? Praise God. Thomas in verse 5 says, hey, Lord, how do we know where you are going and how can we find that way? How do we know where you're going? We don't know. You're telling us you're going someplace. We don't know exactly where you're going, but yet you're telling us we know. You say that you're going someplace that you're not going to be with us anymore, but yet you say that we know how to get there. How do we know how to get there? Well, we see here in verse 6, Jesus says to them, and I love this verse, I am the truth, the way, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the truth. Remember, there was nothing that the disciples saw in Jesus that he was a liar. That's why he says, I go, I go prepare a place, and if it were not so, I would not told you. So he's very trustworthy in what Jesus has to do and has to say, praise God. And Jesus right here says, I am the way. You know which way to go because you are following me. Jesus had disciples. Those were Jesus' followers. If they follow Jesus, they are following the way. Because Jesus says, I am the truth, the way, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So he says right here, the way uh, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. Why? Because I am the way. Back in the days, I remember in the late 70s, early 80s, they had these Bibles, and it just said the way on it. You know, and, and this is the way. This is the way we need to go. The truth and the life comes by the word of God. Hallelujah. And the word of God has been manifested in flesh and dwelt among us in the form of Jesus Christ. Praise God. The uh, John, chapter, uh, John chapter 1 it says, uh, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word manifested in flesh and dwelt among us. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Praise God. And that was Jesus. Praise God. So they said, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There is no ways around this. There is no secret passage. There is no shortcut to get there, praise God. Although many people think that if they live a good life, they do as many good deeds as they're told to do, and they do certain things, praise God, and there's no shortcut to get there. You have to go through Jesus. You have to go through the way. You have to go through the life, praise God. You have to go through Jesus. Why? Because he's the one that sacrificed it all. 
He's the one that gave his life, which should have been us. He's the one that was crucified, which should have been us. And he was the one that was buried in the tomb, praise God. But I thank God that he rose again on the third day to give us life. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus reveals the Father through him. The Father revealed. We have in verse 7, it reads like this. In John chapter 14, verse 7. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. He said, you know me. You know who I am. You have, and if you have known me, you have known my father also. He's making the comparison between him and his father, between the father and him, okay? He said, if you had known me, if you truly knew me, if you truly knew who I was, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. How do they know him? He was saying, look it. If you knew who I was, if you truly knew who I was, you have seen the Father. And if you truly know my Father also, and from now on, uh, from now on, you know him and see him. Check this out. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, it reads like this. How does he know that they have seen him? Because of this verse right here. Colossians 1, chapter 1, verse 15. The Son is the image of the invisible God. The Son is the image of the invisible God. If you had truly known me, you had seen my Father. If you truly loved me, if you truly trusted in me, if you truly believed in me, you have seen the Father. Why? Because Paul says in Colossians 1.15, the Son is the image of the invisible God. Remember how I said in the beginning, God, you know, when God created a, a man and woman, he says, let us make man in our own image. That image was manifested in flesh and dwelt among us in Jesus Christ. He says right here in Colossians 1.15, the Son is the image of the invisible God. Why? Because he is the image that we need to strive for. He is the image that we need to imitate praise god and to be a part of and to try to be him praise god philip said to him he said to him lord show us the father and it is sufficient to us he just he just had finished saying hey if you had truly known me you've seen the father if you truly knew who i was if you truly trusted if you truly believed in me you know who i am and philip goes uh Show us the Father, and it'll be sufficient to us. You know, make him appear. Show him right now. You know, have him knock on the door. Have him come in. Have him show himself to us, and it'll be sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, verse 9, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me? Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus had a ministry. Only for three years, but it was a very sufficient and well-crafted ministry that ended up in victory and in our salvation. And 2,000 years, he's been preached, he's been teached, he's been evangelized. Of course, it's been done in many different uh, translations of different Bibles of certain other things, but he has been known throughout the centuries, praise God, throughout the years. And Jesus has been preached and taught among the world, amongst uh, this country, amongst the family, amongst friends. And yet, we still 
do not know who Jesus is. Some people still do not receive Christ for who he is. Some people still do not receive Christ or accept him for what he has done or received him for what he has done for our life, for our salvation, praise God. And we still do not know who he is. A lot of people, and I comment things online, and people said, that's, that's a lie. Prove it. Prove it to me. Well, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God, praise God. But there's many scientific facts and articles that prove the existence of God. Do I have them with me right now? I do not. That's another thing, uh, another lesson for another time, praise God. Jesus said to Philip, have I been with you so long, verse 9, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father, so... How can you say, show us the Father? He who has seen me, the image of the invisible God, he who has seen me, he who has known me, he who has truly known Jesus. See, that's the thing. We might know of a Jesus. We might know of a God. We might know of a religion. We might know of a salvation, or we might know of a creation, but you do you truly, do we truly know who Jesus is? He is the comforter. He is the one that came and gave his life. He is the one that has performed miracles. He has done so many things in my own personal life, praise God, that I cannot doubt who he is, that I cannot dismiss who he is, praise God. If we truly know who Jesus is, hallelujah, he is the comforter of our spirit. He is the comforter of our hearts. Let not your hearts be troubled if you believe in him. If you believe in God, believe also in him, praise God. If you have seen him, if you truly know, know who Jesus was, we need to truly know who Jesus is in order for our lives to change. I truly believe if everybody truly uh, uh, seeked out his face, truly seeked and read the Bible for what it is, reading the word of God for what it is, praise God. It is God's word. It is God's breathed word, praise God. It's good for training, for teaching, for rebuking, praise God. That's what the word of God says. It, it, the, the, the word is, is what, was, what dwelt among us, praise God, in Jesus Christ. If we truly knew who Jesus was, and I truly believe if everybody started to seek Christ, if we just sat down, if our parents, like last week was Father's Day, and I, I'm sorry I kind of got on the fathers a little bit because we need to train a child in the way that they should go. Some of the fathers out there are not training the child in the way they should go. That's why they're all running amok in the streets and they're doing everything. You know, all those, you know, uh, all those self-entitled privileges, little brats out there doing whatever they want because they're, you know, so entitled, they feel so entitled of everything, praise God, because they weren't raised in the way that they should go. And I truly believe if the parents would truly raise their children in the way they should go, they would reveal who Jesus is to them. Jesus needs to be revealed to us. If we truly knew who he was and what he has performed and what he did in our lives, praise God, we would have less hate in this world. We would have less, you know, uh, turmoil. We would have less riots. We would have less things going on, praise God, for our own selfish purposes and reasons if we truly knew who he was. And Jesus is praying. He said, you know, Jesus is praying for his disciples. Verse 12 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do, and greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father, praise God. Most assuredly, he who believes in, in me, Jesus is saying, the works that I do, they will do also. 
The same things that I am doing, you will do also. What did Jesus do? He preached. He taught. He fed people. He raised people from the dead. He healed the lame. He made the blind to see, praise God. But he also, and can we also do that? Yes, with the power of our our almighty God, hallelujah, with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that moves through us, praise God. We could also do things. But Jesus said this, and greater works than these will he do. How? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. What greater works than these? What greater works than raising somebody from the dead? What greater works from having the lame to walk? What greater works from uh, making the blind to see again, praise God? What greater works are these? Leading people to salvation, to eternal salvation in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Leading them to Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Nobody comes to the Father. Nobody's going to go to the kingdom except through me. If we lead people to Jesus Christ, praise God, we are leading them to the kingdom. We are leading them to eternal salvation, praise God. Let not your hearts be troubled because there's something greater than this that we see on TV and in this world. Than this, praise God, there is something greater that God has prepared for us. Jesus said, I go prepare a place and when I go prepare a place, I will return and receive you unto myself. If you truly believed, if you truly saw who Jesus really was, hallelujah. Now, Jesus has promised something to help us, to give us the strength to overcome what we see in this world. Jesus had said, I'm going to send you a helper. So no matter what you go through, no matter what you see, no matter what situation that you are in right now, this helper is going to give you a boost. It's going to give you strength. It's going to give you um, It's going to give you uh, a way to, uh, to way to make it through, praise God. In verse 15, he says, if you love me, I like this, if you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus says, if you truly love me, keep my commandments. If you want to be a part of me, keep my commandments, praise God. And we could also see it like this. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you don't love me, don't keep my commandments. But don't try to keep my commandments and say that you, love, and, 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 and say that you don't love me. Okay, because a lot of us, there's uh, religions out there. There's a lot of religious sects out there. Uh, there's a lot of religious uh, organizations out there that that truly believe that salvation is earned. Uh, how many doors you can knock on, how many people you talk to, how many good deeds you do, praise God. The Bible says that not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of God, praise God. He says that he talks about God, Jesus talks about the workers of iniquity, evildoers, people who do things for their own benefit, people who do things thinking that, well, if I can just, if I can just knock on this many doors, if I can just do this many things, if I can do this many good deeds, I'll be good in the eyes of God. And God says, I don't know who you are. You tried to do things in my name, but you didn't do it for the right reasons. You didn't do it for the right purposes, praise God. So if you truly love me, keep my commandments. And I, in verse 16, and I will pray uh, the Father, and he will give you another helper. Another helper? Who was a helper? Jesus was a helper in the first place. God manifested in the flesh. He will give you another helper that he may abide in you forever. That he may abide in you forever, praise God. He's talking about the power of the Holy Spirit, the spirit that came down in the book of Acts, chapter 2. It came down in, 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 a, in a rushing mighty wind and cloven tongues of fire. This is the spirit that came in to give them the utterance to speak in other tongues. This is the spirit that was going to give them the power and the audacity to preach and teach the word of God everywhere they go, praise God, allowing other people 
to not let their hearts be troubled because what was going to come after that, Jesus was to come after that because he said, I go to prepare a place, and where I go to prepare a place, I will come down and receive you unto myself. That is the part that we need to trust in. That is the part we need to believe in, knowing that Jesus Christ is going to come to receive us unto himself. So everything that we see here is just temporary. Everything we see in the news, everything that we see out there, what's going on, is just temporary. It's things that need to happen, things that are going to happen, but Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled. The book of Revelations also says that when he talks to the churches of ages, it says, he who hath an ear, let him hear. Did not God create us with ears to hear? Yes, but not everybody who has ears listens. Amen? Not everybody who has ears listens. You might have ears, but you're not, you're not, you're not grasping what, I'm, what we're saying here. You might, you, know, you might have two holes in your head, but you're not understanding what is being said, praise God. That's why the word of God in the book of Revelation, he who has an ear, let him hear. He who has understanding, he who is truly seeking the presence of God, he who is truly seeking something greater than him, who has an ear, let him hear what the word of God has to say. We have to listen. That's why it says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. A lot of people can read the word of God for what it is. A lot of people can read the word of God as literature. Uh, many people, many scholars, many theologians read the word of God as, as a historical text that they need to put in context for whatever reason so they can understand what is going on there. But they're not truly receiving the word. The word of God is a living, breathing word. When it enters into us, praise God, it does a change. There is a change when you receive the word, when you read the word, and you see it for what it is and for, and for what God created it to be. When you receive this word, there is a change with inside of you. The Bible says it's like a mirror. So when you read it, you realize, wow, I didn't realize that I was living wrong and I must make a change. That's what repentance is. Repentance is doing something you think that you should do, but you realize by reading the word of God, being revealed to you, that you realize that, oh, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. I need to make a change. I got to make a change in my life. I got to do things different. That's what called repentance is. And it's given to us by the grace of God. Amen. And that grace happened over 2,000 years ago on Calvary. Hallelujah. Verse 19, the indwelling of the Father and the Son that dwells within us. A little while, and Jesus is saying this. He's telling him, he's preparing them. To let them, he's preparing his disciples to say, hey, listen, I'm not going to be here very much longer. He says, a little, verse 19, a little while longer, and the world will see me no more. In a few days, in a little while longer, and not too far from now, the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live, you will also live. As you remember, Jesus rose from the dead. He was buried, but he rose from the dead. He is not dead. He is not here. He is alive for he has risen. And if he has risen because he lives, so shall we live. He's trying, he's telling them right now. He's letting them know, look at, I'm not going to be with you very longer. I'm not going to be able, I'm not going to teach you things anymore. I'm not going to be able to guide you anymore, but I'm going to send you a helper. But don't worry. Okay. Because when I leave here, don't worry about that because I'm going to continue to live, and if I continue to live, so shall you continue to live, praise God. And Judas, and, and, and Jesus, um, uh, 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 in verse 22, we have Judas. Okay, not Judas Iscariot. Okay, it says right here, Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, he says, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us 
and not to the world, because he's saying that I will, he who has my commandments, verse 21, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And if he who loves me, loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest, he said, manifest myself in him. He's going to manifest himself with the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 22, Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not this world? How will you show yourself to us but not anybody else in this world? It's only he who believes in the one that is to come to receive us unto himself, is the one that's going to see the manifestation within themselves, praise God. Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me. There's several keys here, but he, he keeps going back to that word love. Now, the Bible says that God is love. He's the definition of love. God is love. He who is love. God is love. He who keeps my word, and he says this again, he who keeps my word and my father will love him. And he also, Jesus also said in previous scriptures, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love Jesus, you'll do, you'll do what I do. Amen? You'll do what I did. What did Jesus do? He preached. He taught. He helped. He healed. He fed. What did also he do? Well, he also got baptized, praise God, to fulfill all righteousness. Well, if you, if you want to follow Jesus, you, you know, if you want to get to the kingdom of God, what do you need to do? You need to follow Jesus, praise God. Well, he's no longer with us. Well, he sent a helper in the spirit of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost that dwells within inside of us. As long as Jesus still lives, you know, we also shall live. And, those, and, and if Jesus lives, he dwells within inside of us, praise God, through the Holy Spirit. And if, that dwell, and if the Spirit dwells within inside of us, we're going to do what Jesus, what he commanded us to do. He commanded us to love one another to help one another, to pray for one another, to encourage one another, to lift up one another, praise God. And there's so many other one another's in the Bible that we need to do in order for us to do what Jesus wanted us to do, praise God. And he said, Jesus answered to him, said, if you love me, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father and my father will love him and he will come to him and make his home with him. If you love Jesus, if you truly want to know who Jesus is, invite him into your heart. Seek his faith. The Bible says, seek him while he yet may be found. There is still a chance to get to know who Jesus is, and he will comfort you. There is still time for you to receive Jesus unto yourself. There's still a chance, as long as you're still breathing, as long as you're still walking and talking, there is still time for you to receive Jesus into your hearts, into your lives, so that you can receive him. And he will give you strength. He will give you power. He will guide you. He will give you the, 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 the strength to continue moving on to help others, praise God, just as Jesus did. He says, if anyone loves me, it's all about love. It's all about love. It's all about doing the right thing. I know we all say, well, I do good things. I do right things. I do these things. I do that things, praise God. But are you doing them for the right reasons or are you doing them to make yourself look good? The Bible, Jesus says, if you do anything in my name, I will do it. If you pray for anything, if you ask for anything in my name, I will give it to you. I will perform it. I will do it. I will, I will, I will manifest it. I will give it to you, praise God. But we truly need to seek the presence of Jesus within our life. Hallelujah. 
Now we get to the end here. Verse 25. God, Jesus gives us the gift of peace. These things have I spoken to you while being present with you. He's saying everything that I'm telling you right now is because I am here telling you because I am present with you. Verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to you your uh, your remembrance of all things that I had said to you. Don't worry about anything else that's going on out there. Don't worry about anything that's happening or anything that's happening. Don't worry about these things, praise God. Because these things that I had told you is by the authority that has given to me from above. Everything that I'm telling you is by the authority that's given me from above, praise God. But this helper is going to give you the strength and the, the, this helper that's going to come. The Bible says the helper, that the, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring everything into remembrance. Everything that I have told you, don't worry if you can't remember. I can't even remember things that happened yesterday, praise God. People ask, hey, remember that one time that we did? Man, I don't even know what happened five minutes ago. Hallelujah. And if you were in school, if you're in high school, if you're in college, you're doing stuff right now, and you're trying to remember things. Oh, my God, I know I read this in the text. I know I read this book. I know I studied. And why all of a sudden when I'm taking the exam, taking this test that I can't remember what I had read, praise God. And don't, at that point in time, if you, don't, if you don't study, if you don't read the word of God, don't ask the Holy Spirit to try to give you the remembrance of the, the answers to the questions in the, in the exam. He's not going to do it. You need to study. The Bible says to study to show thyself approved. Verse 27, and this is the last one right here. He goes back. He promises peace, and he goes back to saying, Peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. He says this twice. I like that. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Not as the world gives to you, but I I, I give it to you differently. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He goes back. He, He starts off. The passage in John 14 says, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. And he also ends up this passage in chapter 14 by saying, let not your heart be troubled. He says it twice in this passage, in this chapter, saying that don't worry about a thing. What does it mean to be troubled? What does it mean to let not your heart be troubled? Why is he talking about the heart? The Bible says that the heart is where the worries of all the worlds are, is all the concerns of everything going on there. A heart can be, a heart can be broken. It could be saddened. It could be, it could be manipulated. Hearts can be manipulated. Uh, heart could be, hearts could be torn. I've heard th- <laughs> things of, you know, oh, he just tore the heart out of my chest. Not literally, but it actually feels like there's an emptiness and somebody had destroyed you or, or hurt you. Like I said, with so much information and news overload that we see, that we receive these days, especially with technological devices, that our hearts could be troubled of everything that's going on here. Jesus says twice, let not your hearts be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In other words, if you focus, I know some version said, if you trust in God, you trust in me. If you believe in God, believe in me. But I'm going to say, if you focus on God, focus on me. 
We lose focus on what truly matters in our Christian lives, in our walk with Christ. We truly lose focus on what's going on. And we turn to social media. We turn on to the news. We turn on to things that are not of God. And we lose focus on who God really is. We lose focus on what Jesus came to do for us. And when we lose focus on those things and we magnify something else, that something else that we're watching begins to infiltrate our minds and starts to manipulate our hearts. And that's why a lot of hearts are troubled because we are focusing on the wrong things. We are magnifying the wrong things in our life. The Bible says, if you believe in God, if you trust in God, if you focus on God, focus also on Jesus. Believe also on Jesus. Trust also in Jesus. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Because when your hearts are troubled, when your hearts are broken, when your hearts are manipulated, when our hearts are hurting, it is also afraid. The Bible says, I did not come to give you the spirit of fear, but of love, joy, and peace. Hmm? I didn't give you the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear is something evil. The spirit of fear is from the devil. And if you feel fearful right now, it's because your hearts are troubled, because we're not focusing on who Jesus Christ is. We're not focusing on the crown. We're not focusing on the kingdom. And, we're not, and when we are not focusing, we become in a desolate place, and we continue to look on our feeds, on our news for something That'll make us feel better. That'll make us, you know, uh, actually, you know, to make take us to a different place, make us feel happy. But true happiness, true joy, and true love only comes from above. Praise God. Right where you're at, I'm gonna we're gonna go to the Lord in prayer. We're gonna we're gonna ask God to continue to manifest His presence and to flow into our hearts, into our lives, into our homes, into our marriages, into our families, so that. That spirit can give us strength to comfort our hearts so that we will not be troubled, so we will not be afraid right where you're at. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before your presence to thank you, God, for everything that you have done in our lives, everything that you continue to manifest in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives, God. Lord, we're sorry for not focusing on you. We're sorry, God, for not believing in you, for not trusting you, for putting you to one side so that we can focus on something else. Lord, receive us into your arms. Receive us into your life, Lord Jesus, so that we may be able to have that strength to continue on, to focus on you, God, and to receive you. Lord, we give our lives to you, Lord Jesus. We place them into your hands so that you could do it what you will. We thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given us, for this morning, for this sermon, for these words, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God, for, uh, for allowing these words to, to penetrate our hearts and our minds so that we can keep them, so that we may be able to walk in faith, not walk in fear, but walk in love, praise God. Not walk in, not walk in turmoil, praise God, but walk in the presence, God, of your grace and, your, and, and who you are, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We honor you and we love you. In your wonderful name we pray and right where you're at say, amen, amen. God, thank you for joining us for your live stream. God bless you. Hope to see you again. 
I hope you enjoyed today's message, and if you did, tell a friend. And if you would like to support our ministry, you can go to our Facebook page at Impact Church San Diego, click the Learn More button, and you can donate there. Or you can text any amount to 84321 and follow the prompts, because it's people like you that keep this podcast going. Thank you, and God bless you.